Hello, friends. If you're here for Ben Shapiro's sex tips, you've come to the wrong place. Welcome to some GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Welcome to episode 451 of the GeekCast Live podcast. Uh, I am your host, nipple. GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass and Cartoon Joe. Nick is not here. He, he sends his finest. Yeah, he... Uh, Which is us, it, obviously. Yeah, he sent us. Yeah. The, the best he has. Yep. So he will be missed, but, uh, you, know, move, you know, moving on. I think so it's his ass chakra. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to get some onion and banana juice to open that sucker mm-hmm. right up. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> like that sounded like a personal story. That No, I just I took it from Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm. A show I've never seen, no. which will be a theme throughout this episode. That's fair. I do feel like onion and banana juice is something that I would make just to try it. So mm. that I can comment on um, Patrick's post you, with like something weird that I had. You know what I found? Speaking of uh, you, speaking and, of onions and, and bananas, things. yeah. Speaking of onions and bananas and things that taste like band aids, there right. is an almost full bottle of Malort in my parents' fridge. I thought you were going to say Lafrog. It's it's ice cold, so it's like syrupy. Yeah, mm. it's the best Malort you've ever had. Never had, I should say. It's, I just I'm waiting I'm waiting for the right moment to just abscond with it but I don't know when that is because I don't want it in my home because no. I don't I don't want to be like dare me to take a drink right so <laughs> I've got uh, I, I just I've got my eyes on an ice cold bottle of Malort yeah I love it so, I well, think about making terrible. a think about making a cheesecake with it Ooh, that's intriguing yeah or like a brulee. Sounds more intriguing than just having Malort. Yeah, I'm thinking, I think I've got about a quarter bottle left, maybe half a bottle left. I'm thinking about using it in a Sazerac instead of the uh, Absinthe, just to see. Oh my God, a Malort Sazerac. Yeah. You should do that. Oh, so you're using it in place of the of the Absinthe that you just used to like, yeah, exactly. put, the, like put the nose in the glass. Just Why to- would you punch down a perfectly fine drink? I just, you know, uh, it's a, uh, it's a botanical feel like it is a botanical for a botanical. It'd be it, fine. They, uh, it's not my fault. They chose the corpse flower. Right. <laughs> well, I think or, they're both wormwood too. Yeah. I bet uh, it would work. A Malort, a Malort Sazerac. Huh. Imagine walking into a bar and ordering that one. Yeah. I think it would taste a lot uh-huh. more Orleans than, uh, than the regular Sazerac, but it would. I've never been to New Orleans. Um, the only thing I've ever heard about it is that it's uh, taste uh, of Malort. It's it, it looks like Malort tastes. Yeah, I hear it's wonderful, wonderful city, but yes, looks like Malort tastes. I think it's, I think it'd be a great time. I'm, I am not casting my own personal aspersions mm-hmm. against the city. I hear the food is good, the music is good. None of that describes Malort. No, no, I, it doesn't. I don't know. Dying. Streets. I've, I hear the streets are bad. Like just pe- people just pissing them. 
I've perfectly good streets for pissing in. I don't not like Malork. Right? Go on. Like I don't. There's no joy in drinking it. It's sure. not the worst no, no. thing I've ever drank. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, that's fair. I could think in, of in, other things that I would also rather not drink, but I don't know if that raises. Oh no, I'm not doing like like. I'd rather have bleach. I'm not saying that. I just well, sure. I even even sticking strictly within the realm of like, like things that aren't poisonous. things that won't kill me and yeah, like right. yeah yeah like like Everclear. Like, I won't like, eat that's Chernobyl probably the water. like furthest in on that scale that I would go and be like Everclear is one of those drinks and fuck that like no desire. I would rather have Malort than Everclear. Yeah, I would rather have Malort than Everclear. Yeah, it doesn't. Work. We're playing this game of lesser evils that i've inspired now But uh, Uh, if you're having chernobyl butter is that butter that's been like aged in chernobyl yes or is that butter from like a chernobyl cow it's oh shit that's a good question okay my original thought was it's just it's just butter that is for a time has been stored in the what like the inclusion zone or whatever it's called what's that called the sarcophagus? I don't know what it's called. No, not in not in like the tomb over the elephant's foot. Oh, gotcha. I'm talking like the Chernobyl zone where no one can live. Yeah. Whatever okay. that is, whatever that's called. Sure. It's butter that is like Oh, just the exclusion zone. We we were so close. We were dancing around it. I said in did I say inclusion? You did. I think it's exclusion, but I don't I, know if you said so. No. So it's it's butter that's made outside but aged or kept in. For a certain period of time, it's mildly radioactive butter. Yeah. Nice. Now, I guess my question would be: Do you think that Ukraine would potentially go all like champagne on it, or do you think that any radioactive butter could be considered Chernobyl? No, because there's it's it's this champagne because there's Fukushima butter too, right? And like Three Mile Island butter, Three Mile Island butter for sure. And I think for that's sure. all three. I think that's all three of the nat- the nuclear disasters that have happened. We got to pump those numbers up if we want to get this butter industry going. I I wonder, have you guys, uh, have you guys watched all of the Dr. Mr. Cody episodes concerning boars? I think so. I think I've seen a number of them at least. All of them. I'm even like, even the ones where it was just him when it was just a crack segment. Yeah. Where he did like little 10 minute snippets about how like feral pigs are out to destroy us. I think that I've seen some of his like later compil or like later videos that have like condensed and referenced some of his okay. like older and previous material. Well, but, the, the problem but. is now is that um, in the exclusion zone, there's mm-hmm. like wild radioactive feral pigs. Sure. Who are like tracks. bigger than normal pigs and tougher than normal pigs and smarter than normal pigs. And greener well he he has a whole thing where they're like they've learned how to time travel and speak english (laughs) and they actually have like an entire island nation subjugated down in the caribbean and it's fucking wild yeah that sounds fun and that pigs are time traveling and space traveling other pigs from non-exclusion zone into the exclusion zone to mutate them into uh, mutant pigs. I so sure, I've read Orwell. I've, I've read yeah. Animal Farm. I've got yeah, I, you exactly. know. I, 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 I'm following this. Yeah. 
I I think I first of all, I know I've seen that. Second of all, it must have embedded itself in my subconscious because I almost instead of saying cow, I almost said, is it butter from a pig? Is it butter from a pig? Right. Yeah. This yeah. whole time I've been trying well, not to say to pig butter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know why we're so comfortable drinking a cow's milk and why the idea of pig's milk is repulsive, but yeah. it I don't is. Know if it, I don't know if I've ever tried pig's milk. Do pigs produce enough milk to be like milked in any form? I mean, like, they, they, like, they have a bunch a, of a, piglets. I yeah. assume they can produce enough milk to for a fucking, yeah. uh, a fucking pint. A brood yeah. of the pigs. Well. I mean, I've got Greg. Can you milk me? I mean, I guess you could. I'm I'm certain you can get a pint of pig's milk. I just don't know what one does with it. Like, unless you're like mixing it with blood, like you live in like Africa. I don't know what you're doing with pig's milk. Do like Scotland, right? Like an extra non-kosher sausage gravy. Oh. Made with pig's milk. Made with pig's milk. Ooh, yeah. This took a fucking turn. It's a pig milk's gravy with the. All right. Oh so, god, uh, pig's milk gravy. What a band name. <laughs> very moderate uh, googling appears that pig's milk certainly like a thing, and even seems to be a thing in terms of like human consumption. There are different kinds of Dutch pig's milk cheeses. Um. So oh, the Dutch. Dutch uh, this isn't a pig, but uh, in Serbia, apparently, there is uh, milk that is uh, milk and cheese that come from donkeys as well. That are um, donkey. donkey cheese. Donkey cheese. So did wow. we both just say donkey cheese? I want milk, but yes. Oh. <laughs> it was reported that uh, the the pig's milk cheese uh, tasted chalky and a little bit salty compared to other cheeses, uh, saltier and creamier, yet grainier. Um, and this cheese was sold to an anonymous buyer at a children's charity for $2,300 per kilo. What the fuck? I hope the cops followed him home. <laughs> the words... Anonymous buyer to a children's charity. It just feels like those are words that should not go together. And then you throw in pig's milk. Yeah. And there's probably, I don't know. I don't know. At least some questions to be had there. Maybe it was also just somebody that wanted to give money to a children's charity and didn't want their name to be out. And then happened to get the pig's milk cheese. Uh, I would, I would, if I was buying pig's milk, or pig's cheese for a children's charity, there's mm-hmm. not a chance in hell I'd do it anonymously. No, everyone would know this motherfucker bought the pig's cheese. Yep. Speaking of Scotland, I'm sure uh, owning the pig's cheese makes you king of Serbia. I might be wrong. I own the pig's cheese. It's like when it's like when Piggy had the cup. Oh no, they have the the donkey cheese there. Uh Right, cheese. cheese is rarer, which is why that makes you king. That may, oh, that makes sense. I get That's it. Now. I don't know. Uh, in Scotland, Susanna Montgomery, Countin, uh, Countess of Eglinton, Eglinton, sure, I'll fucking allow it. Uh, used to wash her face with pig milk and then drink it. Oh. Uh, the seventeen hundreds were a fucking hell of a time. Too far. Yeah, you could do like a snort of like mummy dust and then drink a shot of pig's milk that you use to wash your ass. 
Yeah. Isn't, isn't that weird that the reason there's not more mummies is because we ate them? It's very well, weird. firstly, I don't know how much my ancestors were doing in terms of the eating of mummies, but well, no, I it was a universal we sure, yeah, fair, yeah, e. then yes, 100 percent. Yeah, uh, one thing I was just thinking about in this whole conversation is donkey milk exists means you can have a big glass of ass milk. Hmm, oh, that's true. I hate that, I do too, but I also think they should market it that way. Yeah, I, I I think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not. No, that's for sure. But I did I did find out here is pig milk good for humans? Uh, it seems like it could be a popular alt milk for the farmers market crowd. <laughs> Compositionally, milk from a sow is more nutrient dense than milk from a cow, with higher fat, protein, and lactose levels. Hmm. So now you yeah, know but that. What does it taste like? Grainy, apparently. Grainy. Salty and grainy. You say grainy, like is that the texture or does it taste like corn? Wheat. Right. Good question. Like if it tastes I presume that it would depend on what the pig was fed on. Yeah. Like right? I, that's true. Yeah. No, it like, would. So it, like it if it's pretty bitter, probably. Yeah. But it makes the meat good. Confusing. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you're inner turmoil right now is yeah. just fucking crazy. What's going on? Gamey. Like mm. I, I want it to eat the acorns because it's supposed to make the meat taste good, but I don't like the Chef, way it makes the milk taste. Right. Chef Edward Lee prepared ricotta cheese from pig milk, which he described as delicious. I don't know if you get to describe your own um, foods that you create in such a way. I feel like there might be some sort of inclined bias there. Hey, speaking of foods. This is uh-huh. weird. Read a thing the other day. Dr. Pepper. We've all had it. Yeah. Sure. Been a while. Dr. Pepper was the first uh, like two consumer uh, thing that its flavor wasn't based in anything we could like describe. Hmm? Everything at oh. the time was like, no, this tastes like a cola or a root beer or an orange soda. Dr. Sure. Pepper tasted like Dr. Pepper, which, what does Dr. Pepper taste like? It tastes like a particular soda shop in Texas smelled. Yep. Waco, Texas. There was the guy who invented it. There was a soda shop in Waco, Texas, and he wanted to create the smell of the place. He said this would make a great taste in soda. And so he tried his best to duplicate the, the taste, which was the smell of the soda shop. But it was, the, it was the it was it was the first thing that wasn't um, natural. It was like that wasn't a natural. Uh, it's like a natural flavor. It yeah. wasn't or based. Like a, in, like it a, wasn't based in anything natural. It was sure. just yeah. what it was. Yeah, and in case you're wondering, listeners, cola is a kind of nut, I believe, from Africa or South America. I can't remember which. Um, and coca is a leaf from South America. In case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Coca-Cola tastes like cocaine and cola nuts. Hell yeah. Root beer is what it sounds like. It's made from the root of a tree. So. What about cream soda? I don't know why we're on this now. Pig, it, pig's milk is actually what cream soda tastes like. No, that's uh, that's right. So, I tell you what, so if, creamy. If, if you gave me an ice cold day, if you're like, listen, dude, this, I, I got to be upfront with you. This is an ice cold glass of pig's milk. 
I know that sounds repulsive, but hear me out. It tastes just like cream soda. I mean, and and if I took a big swig of it and it tastes just like cream soda, I'm I would be the biggest pig's milk fan you've ever seen. We're a pig's milk household now. I don't <laughs> that, know if it, I'm entirely it, like we're a pig's milk house. <laughs> I don't know if I'm entirely repulsed by the like the idea of pig's milk. Like I drink goat's milk as well. I think like goat's milk and goat's cheese is are great and fine. Like I've had other animal milks. I don't know. Yeah. I would try it. I don't know how many how it would... animals' milks have you had? I don't know. Uh, probably a handful. Three. All right. Human. Uh, cow. Human. Sure. I Human guess that's a, that counts. I suppose. And um, and uh, and goats. goats. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, goat milk. I think human I've milk. never had goat milk. I've I've had the cheese. And I've had sheep cheese. I don't think I've ever had sheep milk or goat milk. Now, okay, if we're going into cheeses, I think that I can be probably a little bit more broad. I would, I, I, I would, like, I would. That's for sure. Stay, in, had... stay in liquid form. Yeah, okay, I'm staying in liquid form. All right, yeah. Um, Preferably, know, on maybe you. that is just the three of them that I can think of. I've only like, had three milks. I might have had cow and goat. I know I drank like some weird shit whenever my mom was in culinary school and I used to like go to classes with her and stuff like to some of her like world culinary classes. Like squid but... milk. Mm. Ooh, that sounds rough. I don't know. Very Japanese. I don't think squid's milk. Uh, you Do squid's milk? To. They ink. They ink I don't know. You can't sure. milk a squid. They don't give milk. No. no. I don't so. Ooh, coconut. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's a mammal. Arguably. Well, all right. And then we've got oats, almonds. I don't know why we are suddenly going so far into this, but oats, like oats and almonds yeah, there are... yeah, almonds are that... mammals. Yeah. Coconuts, though, definitely a oh, mammal. Yeah, 100 percent mammal. Yeah. Hair, furry. Hair yeah. gives milk. It's as mm-hmm. it's as a, it's as mammalian as a platypus. Yep. Yeah, it's one of the few exoskeletal mammals. Also not also not a mammal. But uh, I digress. Rob. Yes. Besides this last 15 minutes of milk talk, what's made you smile this week? Uh oh shit. Uh excellent question. I'm glad that you asked. Um I would like to pass for now because I have something. <laughs> All right. Well, you get a pass. If it's for you get one a season. Yeah, sure. What a season. That's funny. I'll uh, I'll go. I know what smile this week. And Please it do. should be what I was geeking on, but I just feel like I'm gonna front end the episode with it instead. Uh because I don't sorry. Too much, too many thoughts at once. Um, so every October for this freaking show, we Travis and I do a special uh, like the month of October becomes this freaky show because uh, like really into Halloween or whatever. All right, hell He's yeah, more into it than me, I think. Yeah, in it's case September. Yeah, I appreciate that, Gusto. Okay. Uh, but the reason I'm talking about it now is that uh, to celebrate our our, our October, our freaky show, we tour cemeteries. And back oh. in 2020, we did some haunted cemeteries in Illinois. Last year, we did haunted cemeteries in uh maybe it was 2022 i'm bad at time 2021 somewhere in there uh 20 
last year, whatever last year was, we did haunted cemeteries of Indiana. And this year we did haunted cemeteries in Wisconsin. Oh, cool. And so nice. uh, um, Monday morning, he picked me up at like five in the morning and we went to the, uh, the great white North and uh, toured some cemeteries and we had a great time. Um, and uh, it was really interesting. I learned more about Wisconsin cemeteries than I ever cared to know or dared to know. Are uh, are Wisconsin cemeteries different than other cemeteries? So are they just like ours? I don't know if they're factually different, but my experience of them is that they're very different. They're a lot better kept. Yeah. Um, when stones wear out, they're replaced a lot more frequently uh, based on what we experienced there. And... Um, they also, uh, a thing I saw there that I, I really don't think I remember seeing anywhere in either Indiana or Illinois, it seems like it was very popular uh, sometime in the last century, maybe early last century, to put two trees on either side of a headstone. Because we found that a lot, hmm. uh, which was interesting. So it was a, it was a fascinating time. Uh, we visited some notable graves we found, uh, particularly in, in Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee, by the way, their cemetery, Forest Home Cemetery, is one of the first cemeteries in the nation that was designed as like a like with public space in mind. So like it was very popular for most of human history to hang out in the cemetery because you didn't have Netflix and you thought your dead relatives could like interact with you in some way. And so you'd go have a picnic at the cemetery with grandpa or whatever. Uh, But it, it was never thought of for people to design it that way and so uh, uh a guy named increase lapham great fucking name that's a powerful real, name real wow. uh, yeah a naturalist from wisconsin uh designed forest home cemetery in milwaukee to be a place where like if you want to go hang out in public it is great a great third place to hang out it's beautiful to walk around there's lots of open space for a picnic or whatever it's a really cool cemetery and in that cemetery we found the grave of uh, George Marshall Clark, who was the only person lynched in Wisconsin. Uh, very sad, but his uh, his his gravestone was re- restored and replaced and rededicated in 2021. Sort of, I think, is like a recognition of the 2020 stuff that happened. Right. Um, and then also Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, second wife is buried there. He had three. Oh. Turns out. Frank Lloyd Wrights. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. The famous architect. Was his tombstone like upside down and there was like the local creek was running through a bridge and interestingly, his his tombstone or his his grave was not there. Uh his grave is in uh he has actually two graves. He was originally buried in Lloyd Jones Cemetery, uh near a chapel that he designed, I think more uh western Wisconsin. But his 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 third wife really wanted to have his and her ashes mixed together. Oh, a bunch of his stole his body and took it to his secondary home in Arizona where they cremated him and mixed him in with his ex-wife or with his 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 third wife. And then they like scattered him over the property in Arizona. No shit. Yep. Hell yeah. Love a good corpse heist. Yeah. So they've they've left his tomb there uh, as like a memorial. But. The rest of them is uh, is in Arizona, Scottsdale specifically. Fate worse than death, honestly. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I've never been to Scottsdale. I don't know. <laughs> but it was interesting. It was a really fun trip. We had a great time. Had a went to like 
Kevert's backyard grill or something mm-hmm. and uh, had a, a prime rib that was like that thick. Right. Uh, outstanding. Great prime rib. Fantastic. Um, That's fun. Potato of the day was uh cheesy hash browns. And it was like, if you could make potatoes into risotto, that's what I had. Yeah. Out of this world. So, Very cool. Yeah. And then we had, we stopped at uh, Gilly's ice cream shop for a custard. And, As uh, one does. I had, I had uh, dad's brownie sundae, oh. which is delicious. So two scoops of custard, uh, some hot fudge, some caramel. And a big brownie. Uh, yep. And some candy. No, no brownie. No brownie. Right. Yeah, no, just uh, no. You're you're it's the misnomer. It's daddy's daddy's brownie Sunday. You're the brownie. Oh, uh, I get it. Wisconsin is horny, but it's not that horny. <laughs> I did learn a lot of Ger- <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of Germans had very poop based names. I uh, I saw a grave for a guy whose last name was Garbutt. <laughs> Another guy was uh, Poopa Kiefer. <laughs> so fun stuff. That's uh. Germany. Oh God, that that's a uh, that's a fucking weed strain if I ever heard one. Right, Cooper Kiefer. Yeah, Cooper Kiefer. I did want to mm-hmm. share uh, two more things, and then I'm done. Uh, the grave of jo- uh, actually, it's not the grave; it is the cedograph of Joseph Schlitz, the founder of the Schlitz Brewery, is mm-hmm. there. Uh, the reason it's a cedograph is because it's a stone writing, because his body was lost at sea. No. Oh. That's um, cool. And then um, the founder of Pabst Brewery was a guy named Jacob Best and his uh, his grandson or his granddaughter married a guy named, um, I think, Philip Pabst or something. Mm -hmm. Frederick Philip Pabst. And they changed the name to Pabst. And the uh, the because of that. So both both Pabst and Best are buried in the cemetery. And um, because of that, the slogan for Pabst for a while was um, uh, like for the best beer, drink a Pabst or something like that. Oh, because it was so they, the other name. Both. It was kind of a cool, yeah. cool little thing if you're in the know. Yeah. So, yeah, very fun trip. Um, look forward to it in October at uh, thisfreakingshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Very nice. Rob, did that give you enough time to think of something? Uh, sure. Um, uh, it is honestly just uh, been hanging out with friends and playing Armored Core. Uh, we, me and my buddy. It's like four uh, weeks in a row now. I know, I know. Uh, uh, hyperfixation is my life. Yeah, uh, it's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've beaten the game a couple of times now, um, and unlocked, uh, all of the different components and things and have really started delving into the more PVP side of the game, um, and playing against other players. And, uh, there's some fucking ridiculous builds and, uh, incredibly skilled players out there. Um, and so it's just been grinding through that, um, and doing that with buddies is quite a bit of fun. I really enjoy, you know, sitting down and being able to operate in a team and, and, you know, figure out different ways to tackle these incredibly fast paced problems. So I, I still think if you had a, a business in town where it was just, you rented it out for a certain amount of time and it was just like a land party. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. (laughs) You can make a lot of money. Yeah, probably. I think so. Internet cafe. Yeah. Uh, But specifically designed for groups of friends or strangers to all get together and play Mm -hmm. 
whatever. Yeah. Same game. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Um, just tonight, actually, I think my son finally got Euchre. I think it finally clicked for him, the game itself. And I'm so right. happy because um, I'm the only one in my house who likes to play it or knows how to play it. And now there's two of us. And so at least, like, at least I know there's a partner in the house that I can play with. So uh, I'm very excited. I'm very happy that he knows that I believe. I think it finally, I think it finally clicked in place for him. That's nice. Excellent. I feel like that is the only game. And I don't know how it happens because I play a shit ton of different games. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to keep track of rules, I think, fairly well once I get, like, get a hold of them. It is the only game that, like, as soon as I sit down at a table, I have, like, no matter how many times I've played it recently, I have no idea how to play. Uh, I can never remember the rules for Uger. I've learned it no less than two dozen times. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've learned it more times than I've forgotten, like, rules for other games. And I've played so many other games and forgotten just fucking entire editions of different fucking role-playing games. Right off my brain, like laws off of Trump's back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We, my family of four growing up, uh, that's what, we played Euchre every night. Yeah. Me and mom against my brother and my dad every night after dinner, we'd clean up dinner and then we would sit down at the table and we would play fucking Euchre until it was like, oh, you guys get school tomorrow. You should go to bed. Every night. Nice. So. Uh, played a lot more phase 10 as a child. We, see, the thing, we we didn't play any. We played no other games. We yeah. We would try. We used to play Monopoly. Until yeah. the family was like, like torn asunder. But yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just played Euchre and we never switched up partners. It was always mom and I, and we, we just played Euchre fucking constantly. Nice. So it's, Love uh, it. and my, my in-laws all play Euchre. My father-in-law loves Euchre. Um, that's probably why my wife doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, those are X. So, and I'm one of those, like part of Euchre is cheating. Sure. Oh, duh. Like, but duh. Like, not, it's not condoned, obviously, but it's not, no one actively thwarts table talk if you do it surreptitiously. Yeah. Like, if I say, like, hey, I've got the, I've got the right bower, Joe, you're an asshole. Yeah. But if I say, like, whoo, that's not a bad hand. Yeah. Get fucked. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we would do different fingers as we held the cards. Oh, sure. Like if I'm holding the cards with uh, just with my thumbs, I'm telling you something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steve Benner and I in high school had an entire lexicon of uh, phrases that we'd say to indicate what cards we had in our hand. Outstanding. And, and like they wouldn't repeat. They didn't have to repeat because it was it was like a sentence structure you held to to get your point across. It wasn't actual <laughs> words. Euchre can't. It was Euchre. That's exactly yes. what it was. That's a, that's 100% what it was. And I wish I could remember what it was. I wish like, I wish I could speak Euchre camp right now, but I, yeah. I don't think I'd remember. I don't, I don't think it was Steve and see if he remembers. But, uh, I love it. So I, I really truly believe if you're playing a card game and you're not cheating, you're not playing the card game. 
don't know. I, it depends on the see, game. I, depends I just, on the context. I, I, I agree too. Like if you're if you're playing like if there's money on the line and we're playing poker and you're cheating, get the fuck out of here. That's not cool. I don't know how to cheat at poker, but uh, fair. Yeah, and I, I think like I don't know poker well enough to cheat at it. I was swept up in that. I don't know. I poker really entered the scene hard, and everybody had a poker set in their house, and everybody had like. So I remember nights. you brought one to Christmas one time, and we yeah. tried to play in it. It yeah. went about as well as you'd expect. Well, you have to first, like, if everybody there knows how to play, it's great. If you got to spend the first hour teaching people, like, how to play No Limit Hold'em poker and, right. like, what the chip values are by the time you get the game set up. It's like any other game, I guess. By the time you get the game set up and everybody's sitting down, no one wants to play anymore. Right. See, I'm more of, I don't know, I, I think that cheating has a place in games. But I like that to be in a game that is like designed around or encourages the concept of cheating. Yes. Like like the like bullshit. I don't know if you've got yes, plays absolutely bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, about it is I've mostly only played card games where cheating is a skill for right. well, sure. Fair. Egyptian rat screw. Uh bullshit. Egyptian rat screw. Oh yeah. yeah. I never heard of that. That's a good one, but I don't know how much cheat like. Cheating can necessarily be well, involved listen, in that. There's a difference between cheating, cheating and bluffing. Yeah. Let's make sure that. Sure. Yeah. Like I think that's like a when very, you're playing like, bullshit, you're bluffing. You're not cheating. Right. Well, sure, kind of, but like there are like if I say ways. two twos, but I put the cards together so it looks like it's only one, and I set them down real gently so you don't see that I put two down. Sure. Or if I say one yeah, two, or I put two, or you slip it another that's card. Sure. And I think that those are like, as far as I've played bullshit, like that's legal. fine and fair as long as you don't get caught. Get legal caught. moves. Yeah. It's it's if illegal if you get caught specifically. If you're like, and you could try and like bluff people and bait people out on something like that. Like try and get them to call you on it. Because if right. they're wrong, they get penalized. Like, so I don't know. Because other games, I would rather just beat you because i'm better at the game than you like and that doesn't necessarily mean that i i don't really like over there game and ship but i don't know if i know my thing is is so like say we're playing poker and sure. you are really lax with your hand discipline sure but that's I, not cheating I, that's being observant and just right right but they, i'm not playing the game well enough if i'm not paying attention for whose hands i can see sure but that like but that's being observant. And I don't necessarily think that that's cheating if people have like poor hand discipline. But if you are leaning over somebody's ta- shoulder or if you get up from the table and look at their hands like you with like any that, uh, mean and intent. A games.com, uh, if you will. Sure. I think that that's uh, like or if you pull just up, unsporting. Oh, no, behind you. Yeah. Right. And then when they look, you look at their cards. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, all right. Maybe if you do the like, oh, look behind you and they fall for it, like, all right, maybe oh, I can. Like, that's on them. You know yeah. what? Yeah. Maybe I can put that on them. It's the same thing with like the poor, like, hand discipline. Hey, They're, shouldn't like, have got got. Yeah. Right. Like, if you're flashing your cards, you're flashing your cards. Just, like, people I, are going to see them. That's, I think like, if you're a truly honorable card player and someone is has poor hand discipline, you will treat it. Like a gentleman treats breasts, and you will look elsewhere. You'll look elsewhere. Yeah, sh- sure. Yeah, or at least you'll card, like recognize card. it and not stare. Or like, hey, you I, probably should pick that up. And I am a card player of dishonor. 
There is no honor here when you're playing me. You gotta That's fair. be careful with your hands, man. Yeah. If I can notice fucking loaded dice, I can notice your cards. Joe That's always fair. Joe always seats you in front of the big mirror. Right. <laughs> Joke's on you. I have eight big mirrors in my house. <laughs> They're all around my cards. Please table. sit at my table. Yeah. <laughs> of mirrors conveniently one's not behind you right oh no i randomly got this seat yeah uh, my we're favorite uh, uh, yeah brother-in-law seat seat right in front of it we were playing a trick-taking game uh called antidote and part of the way the game works is you have to try and figure out what everybody else has to logically deduce what the antidote is mm-hmm. okay so we were playing over like the table we were using was a glass table and he kept just holding his cards under the table. Like down yeah. by his lap. Yeah. Awesome. And so I just kept like, anytime he tried to bluff me, I would just call his bluff. Right. Because you know what <laughs> card he has. figure out how I was beating him all the time. And I would psychic. You know, hey, Michael, if you listen to this, now you know. Right. The table was made of glass, bro. Yeah, it was a clear table, man. You Which you should have known. Because when you were looking at your cards through the table. well that's the thing is he would he would just rest them there and then when he looked at him he'd bring his hand up like it was an opaque table jesus but that's awesome i love that that's outstanding yeah no i'm very excited about it so so you're gonna play it is he like a you josie av mac i gotta the girls i tried teaching the girls today and it was like that that ship wasn't even going to get out of dry dock. So lots of, uh, lots of overcooked steak and spaghetti with ketchup in your future. Yes. So I got to just, uh, I got to figure nothing, out nothing inherently wrong with that. I got to, I got to figure out, uh, who we can play with, but like, I know like, uh, being on buses and stuff, going to sporting events, we would, we would play Euchre constantly. The whole bus we would be Euchre and he's going to be spending a lot of time on buses. So I was like, you, you should probably learn. You're born and raised in Euchre country. You should probably learn how to play it. I just all play Switch now or whatever. Yeah, they just sit on their phone. Yeah. So I guess that God might be why it. we played Euchre. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, let's put some plugs in. I got uh, I got some crow to eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Question for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Ask um, away. Where would you go if you were looking for, like, like knee pads and hair ties, but like they had our slogans and logos on them and stuff. I don't um, know. Volleyballmag.org. Oh, you went that volleyball, doesn't sound right. which is nice. I no. was thinking maybe what? a lion's den, but in lieu of going to mm. an adult sex shop, maybe we go to Threadless. Maybe we go specifically to gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com? Dot com. Could I get a could I get a, a hat rack? I believe so. Nice. Can I get the shower curtain? Yeah. What about stickers? Nope. Oh, okay. There's How about stickers. a notebook? Yes. Fantastic. That's if I went there, could I possibly <laughs> could I possibly get a discount? Yes. How could I do that? We'd have to create a discount code. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> GCL.threadless.com. So if you listened to last week's show, you'll have heard me and Rob and Nick 
um, basically say that while Ahsoka was um, neat and good to see on TV, it's like slow and I don't know. How do you oh, stay awake? No, so fucking slow for three episodes. Oh, and it is. And I'm not forgiving that. Yeah. But what I am here to update the listening audience too is that episodes four and episodes five, if you were hoping for a payoff for the first three episodes of slow and plotting, boy, do you get it. Shit pays off. Shit pays off. I am caught up. I'm current and I can't wait for Tuesday nights now. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still an episode behind right now. So I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything of note about episodes four and five, other than um I'll admit that I was wrong. Please, if you listened to last week's show and decided to not continue to watch Ahsoka, don't listen to me anymore and just watch the show because it is it is episode four is so damn good. It's my, it might be my favorite lightsaber duel of all time. It was pretty fucking spicy. You did throw it out there with Duel of the Fates, and that'll forever, I think, be, that'll be a hard one for me. It is going to be, it it is, it was hard to say, it was hard, and maybe it's recency bias. Sure. Maybe it came out of nowhere. Maybe it was just the uniqueness of that lightsaber duel, which is incredibly unique in the, canon i think i I can't think of any other time where i've seen that i really enjoy um i guess this might be a mild mild spoiler but um i've really been enjoying balan's character um i think that it is quite interesting to see uh, a dark jedi in the mix rather than like a sith or um or something along those lines, rather just like a fallen Jedi who like broke with the order and was like, you know what, fuck this noise. I'm going to go do my own thing now. Um, And so what I thought was particularly interesting about his interactions during some of the lightsaber sequences is uh, it was the first time in like more of the recent canon that it felt like a character was fighting like a Jedi, like presenting a lightsaber style or like, being competent in in I don't know uh, more uh, flowing I don't know battle uh, I don't know it, it just fights differently than like Inquisitors or yeah. Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. It's like a Jedi, like a right. Jedi from the prequels, and I think that's really cool. That's one of my favorite eras in the Star Wars, yes, um, story. So cool to cool to see some of that brought back in. Absolutely. And I I felt like in a lot of ways it had this like chatty duelists feel. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she would uh Ahsoka would go to what is it, form one and he would respond. Right. And then he would go to form seven and he would respond. And then she would go form six and he would respond. And it was like they were like, like, I'm gonna do this, you're gonna do that. So I'm going to switch to this. So then you're going to switch to that. Um, I, I mean, that, that's it was incredible. Absolutely. That, that was the part that I, I think that I might've been trying to explain. Uh, that I think that you yeah. did much more succinctly, but like yes, has a seeing them mind. actually go through the different stances and like having a little bit of knowledge, like, all right, like yeah. they are like 
reading each other, seeing the stances and like doing different like counters and like playing them into them, baiting them, doing this, that, and the other thing. Absolutely. Um, it was, it was good dueling and like yeah. swordsmanship, I guess, and or I, at least like had thought put in towards the swordsmanship of it. Yeah. And I think the last time we saw this probably was also a Filoni product was uh Kenobi and Maul, the last duel. Yeah. Um, where, where Kenobi starts with his traditional Kenobi stance and then switches to the Qui-Gon Jinn form one or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know if it's form one. I don't it's know. The not, but I like I'm, it. I'm, I'm enjoying you going. Yeah, me too. This, so we'll, you can keep going. Yeah, but, uh, and, and Maul sees it and recognizes it as the way that he beat Qui-Gon. And then Kenobi's like, you know, Spike. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you and McGregor's voice. Yeah. It's also the Alex Guinness straight voice. up shortest oh, lightsaber yeah. duel of all time, I think. And it's great. It's so I don't know if it needed to go for a second longer than it did. It was perfect. Mm. No. God damn it. I love Rebels. It was, it was great. And I, I do feel like I didn't get to talk about it last week, but Dave Filoni's style does for me, I think, work better with the animated stuff. I think he's very good at telling a 20 minute story and it's very hard for him to tell a 45 minute story. Okay. I can see that. I can see that too. Cause that he does have, said, I, I do think his setup and payoff is still really good. Um, you know, sometimes you would see a, a three or four episode, sometimes I think even a six episode arc occasionally in clone wars or rebels. Mm -hmm. And by the time it paid off in episode six, it was like the greatest six episode run of star Wars that I've ever seen. Sure. Um, and I don't know if this is quite that just because the, the buildup felt so much more slow in the live action. Uh, but it was fantastic. And I did love, I did love episodes four and five. My only, and I don't think it's spoilery to say it. My only critique of episode five is um, what happened to Disney's money? Why did they switch to BBC's Doctor Who money for like the Purple and Anakin's deep fakery? Yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say about that. Prepare yourself right. for some bad CG. So maybe slight spoilers. Maybe I can try and do this without uh, alluding to too much. But um, so since you guys had both seen episode four, um, there's a character who just turns to dust. Yeah. Any. OK. Any. Like, are, are we following so far? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Any cursory thoughts? Like, that can't just be the end, right? I would hope not, because they really built that guy up. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be very disappointing. <laughs> I like, I can't help that it's not the, like, I can't help but think that it's not the end. Like, yeah, but I think it's incredibly unceremonious. That's the last time. Read of him. They were like, hey, uh, we introduced this character. He's not going anywhere. I feel like that would be such a heartbreaking, like, missed opportunity. Maybe he got hit at the exact same time that Thanos snapped. And five years from now, yeah, mid lightsaber strike. That could be a. You know what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about that. So anyway, long story short, in this little short segment, because we we got one more thing to talk about before we move to the end. But um, keep watching. Yeah, just stick with it. Stick with the yeah. show. I, I don't know what episode six and beyond has in store for us, but episodes four and five 
paid off the investment of the first three and it paid off the waiting through the first three and the slow of the first three. I really feel like this very series well is going it. to be backloaded. Like, I think so too. I, I think it's going to just keep going are, until it ends now. It's going to be yeah, at the ball like, downhill. It is going to end on a probably a ridiculous crescendo. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm all in on Ahsoka at this point is where I'm at now. I was, as of last week, before watching the last two episodes, I was out. So. I get it. Glad stay with it. it. Stay with it. Okay. Last little thing I want to talk about, and I know, uh, Joe, you've seen at least an episode. I've seen three or four episodes. I don't know if Rob's done it yet, but I I don't know anything about One Piece. Never read it, never watched it, never did anything with it, don't know any of the characters. In fact, I called uh, Luffy this morning, Luffy, for about he five did. minutes before I realized that everybody was laughing at me. Um, it was, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, I'm, this, this show has so much heart and it is so like, I don't want to say joyful, but it is so optimistic. Um, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to watch. Yes. And I love not knowing I, I was, I, I don't know, Rob, if it was you or your brother talking about how like Zoro doesn't look like Zoro from the anime. I think it was probably him. But... And, and I don't have that problem. I don't sure. know what he's supposed to look like. I'm enjoying think... everything about the show. It's fantastic. I think that they're so I, I haven't watched the show yet. I have watched uh, a fair bit of the anime. There's an ungodly amount. And I've read some of the manga. And of that, there is an even uh, more unfathomable amount of material. so much one piece manga. I I cannot tell you it, it. It would probably be the closest thing that I could probably describe it to would be like Doctor Who. It's like, it is I would, damn near fucking ridiculous in terms I of would, it's like amount of material it's been just i almost wouldn't even compare it to uh, dr who and i i would almost compare it to the louvre we're like sure like it is for one piece in the louvre you look at one piece of art for one second each it takes you two weeks yeah yeah it's like that yeah yeah at least it's it's just that prolific it's i i don't know sure in, in terms of just like sheer quantity of material um it's, it's on it, it, now th- this show's on netflix Mm-hmm. So first, I mean, Netflix is notorious for having a very good show, widely acclaimed, making a bunch of money, canceled after three seasons. That's yes. what makes me real skeptical. It's what they do. Uh, I read an article today that says they plan on six seasons. Sure. Of what might be enough. Uh, uh, well, I'll believe it if we get there. Firstly, oh. from Netflix, but no, secondly, totally. I think that like the 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 show itself. Uh, there's a lot of material that you could condense. And from what I understand, the first uh, so the first season is fairly condensed of like the first like handful of arcs um, that they progress through in the um, uh, the manga and the anime. But uh, yeah, no, it seems like most of the um, the trailers, the character stills, and things that I've seen from it. Um, there are some difference between some of the characters, but it's startling how like dead on or at least like how much of the like zany weirdness they had lifted from it and how well they had presented it 
on screen. We should probably, and if one of you two could do it, because I obviously know, I don't know anything about it. Sure. Give me, give like the synopsis. The well, like what is One Piece? Sure. Uh, so the gist of it is, it follows uh, a pirate named Monkey D. Luffy um, and his uh, small band of pirates. He is out on a quest to go become the king of the pirates, and uh, adventure ensues along the way. There are all sorts of uh, things that you might think would spiral out of a um, fantasy anime that is you know, loosely based on like the golden age of piracy and like East Asian piracy. Um, but they pull influence from pirates from all over the place. Uh, there's weird magic powers and fruits. And uh, the main character is basically Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The, uh, the devil fruits give you a, a a unique power that also makes you um you can't swim if you go in water you drown basically so I, they did an okay job of explaining that but like didn't go all the way i'm sure it'll get more deep later but did i uh i must have missed that yeah he mentions like as an offhand aside that he can't swim and that's why he climbs into the barrel at oh. the beginning um, you're on he's talking about yeah he, i don't think he connects it to the to the fruit at all okay because he, he he's talking to he's sort of breaking the fourth wall to tell the audience about the fact that he can't swim and then he tells um harry potter about uh eating the gum gum fruit <laughs> tells harry potter what was it kobe kobe yeah, no, it it is it. I I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> I was really distracted by it. I I don't think I've seen enough of the anime, and I certainly haven't read the manga. Um, but I, I don't think I've seen enough of the anime, anime to know that character. Um, I did recognize Zoro mm-hmm. right away. I didn't realize that was his name. Once again, haven't seen that much of it. Whatever was on like Toonami at night, right? You know, so like the same six episodes, just like with Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. I don't know how I missed this one. I really don't. I but I never I, I had never even heard of it. And I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks fucking stupid. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? There's n- there's nothing else on. So I'll watch an episode. And I was like, this is fucking this this little fucking guy's fun as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. A, I mean, Stretchy Josh guy. is fantastic. Stretchy Josh is great. I like him a lot, and I like uh, it's like uh, all like found family, one of yeah, my favorite you got like, tropes. You I got mean, like Stretchy Josh, you got uh, Girl Houston, you got um, uh, me if I was a skinny kid, and you got um, uh, Nick if he was an Asian guy. Yeah, and it's great. It's and great. I I Fun just watched that. an episode with a dude who. He's got like a cool hat and a big sword and crazy yeah. facial hair. That guy was cool as shit. That was fun. Don't know any of the names. Uh, Laufey, uh, the the uh, the frost giant. Um, yeah, that's the one. And then uh, he's Mister Fantastic. And then there's a guy who uh, he's like a clown, 
and he's gonna buggy, like, yeah, mm-hmm. buggy, fucking wild, wild show, fucking wild show, fucking wild Morgan. show, really good, axe hand, love it, axe hand guy, yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it was a fun anime. I really enjoyed watching the episodes of that, but I, I did, I went in with a, a heavy dose of skepticism, and it, it won a second episode, so. Yeah. And I and I watched it at one and a half speed, which was I think wrong, but I wanted to get it done for tonight. So yeah, I've never watched anything. I'll listen to things. Yeah, Netflix fast. gives you the option. So the the first time I watched Lost, I watched a lot of the episodes at two times speed. Did you uh, like it better when you just watched it the second time? Much better. Okay. Yeah, it's much better at the pace that it's meant to be watched. Um, least of which because the voices are at the right pitch. Sure. They're like a, a human pitch instead of like an Alvin and the Chipmunks pitch. Um, <laughs> I also watched all of Doctor Who at that speed. When I, the first time this is Doctor explaining Who. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I am learning things. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I like watching things that I had at higher speeds just to get through it. And then I think I, I, wa- I want to do it now watch. just to try it. Yeah. Netflix lets you do it now, but they, don't, they only let you go up to one and a half. I really, really wanted to watch it at two X. <laughs> just to, just cause. Just yeah, to do just cause. I don't. There is something about. I, I know that the pace is supposed to be scaled correctly. In my experience, watching it at one time, at like the normal speed that it's meant to be watched at, and at two times speed, both work. But at one and a half, it, it feels. Yeah. Okay. I don't sense. know why I can't explain it, but that's how it feels. No, that me. makes sense. That's just, that's number wang. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Netflix, come on, let me watch it at two X. You bastards. Also pay your writers. You bastards. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so I feel like we shouldn't even be giving these guys any press at all. Yeah. But uh, no, anyway, those are the two things I, 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 I ate crow on Ashoka, 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 the H is in some other Ashoka. place. Um, and then one piece. Those are my, those are, those are two things I want to talk about today. And I, if you're listening and looking for something wild, watch one piece. Cause it's wild. It's kid friendly too. Very kid friendly. It is more of a children's show than any cartoon that I've watched in the last year. That's solid. That's exactly what it is. It's a goofy kid show. Like I should be watching it with my daughters. Absolutely. Probably. They love it, I think. They would love it. They would think it was wild as shit. They'd laugh. Yeah. And I think they'd they'd leave with a full heart because you have no choice. No, none whatsoever. So anyway, um I'll tell you what I'm geeking on. Yeah, please do. What are you geeking on? Completely spaced it to be to be very honest with you. I I spaced it. Oh nice. no. Yeah. No, you know how it's one of those things where you have it until you have to have it, and then it's just gone? Just gone. All the time. Gosh, dang it. What was I geeking on? Oh, <laughs> Peruvian aliens. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm geeking on this week. Um, yeah. yeah, the desiccated Orion's belt guys. I, I, come on. <laughs> if those, Okay. You're you're sitting on your back porch with your wife, and the spaceship comes down across the street. Yeah, and out comes like a dozen of those little guys. Yeah. Do you even put your drink down? No, I invite the upper one. I think. 
That's what I'm saying. I mean, unless they had like, unless like the first person walked up to him got shot with like a death ray and they turned into ash. Right. At that point, I turn into like, I go get a baseball bat. Right. Or you just start kicking. I just, <laughs> those things are what, two feet tall? Yeah. I think little, so. little tiny things. Yeah. No way they're real. No, I don't think so. They look like they were made out of styrofoam and dry brushed. They're not a thousand year old Peruvian alien mummies. They did look like something we would make. Uh, yeah. Day. Yeah. They looked like a bad, like, spirit Halloween decoration. Yep. Come on. Or a good spirit Halloween decoration. It's hard to tell. Yeah. The line yeah. is so fine to spirit Halloween. But uh, did you know that you could have spirit Halloween DoorDash to you? No, I did not. Like, hey, go get me some. Like, like I need, like, pink hair dye and a Super Mario Brothers costume. Hell yeah, one hundred percent. I was. Really I need. I was like, hey, I have an empty room in my house. You want to open up a spirit? Halloween? That's. What I thought you were gonna say. Did you know you could get a whole spirit Halloween and they'll open up a spirit Halloween anywhere you want to open up anywhere? A spirit Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like in my backyard. Because I'm like, dude, I there will be one in Fowler, Indiana tomorrow. Yeah, in the old radio shack. Yeah. No, I'll. I'll absolutely put a spirit Halloween. Yeah, they're just paying anywhere. people to put spirit Halloweens in places. Yeah, you get a, get a hold of Spirit Halloween. They'll pay you to put one up. Yeah, it's incredible. Done. I, guess I thought that's what you were going to say, and then we pivoted yeah. away from it. I was, I was almost like, if oh, only, bummer. If only. No, it was just more capitalism. I love that I could just like, ooh, I'd like to be Doctor Horrible this year. Send me the uh, uh, the like uh, bad PhD. Or I would like right. that twelve foot tall Pennywise the clown, please yeah. fill yeah. in it, your Honda Accord. Right, if you could put it in your Civic and bring it mm-hmm. over, please. Right, oh, fucking great. So you yeah, don't have to set it up, but you do have to deliver it onto my porch. Right. So so then, anyway, that's what I'm geeking on. I love it. Excellent, um, Joseph. What are you geeking uh, on? Uh, so I'm going to give you the answer that I should give you, and then I'm going to explain it. Uh, lesbian necromancy. Go on. Get it's in the book. ninth. You're reading a book. Yep. I am. I am. I'm reading uh, the uh, the locked tomb series. Oh. And, uh, I don't is know. That, to... What is that? Gideon the ninth. Gideon the ninth. Hair of the ninth. I'm on okay. Nona the ninth, oh. which is her third book. Uh, really good. I've I've very much enjoyed it. It is. Um, it's like nothing I've ever read, and I highly recommend it because of that. Um, it's not as, it's not as, I want to say it's not as gay as I hoped it would be. Sure. Makes sense. Like for, for, I mean, you're leading with lesbian necromancy. You know, I would like there to be more lesbian. Sure. A lot of necromancy though. A lot of necromancy. So, which I guess is fair. You know, I mean, I realize lesbians aren't, you know, gay people just like straight people. They're not like having sex all the time or whatever it's not there sure, especially life. whenever you're necromancers and basically dune yeah so so it's fun it's uh it's it's a fun story um the most interesting part about it for me uh, having just finished harrow the ninth is that harrow the ninth was the book that she wanted to start with but because of the way it's written she had to write gideon the ninth first so that the second book made any goddamn sense that tracks, which is very cool. I like. I've never, I've never encountered an author who was like, "Yeah, I couldn't write. I had to write the second book second because otherwise." And it was the one I actually wanted to write. 
No. Um, but it had to make sense. So uh, the second book starts out in second person. Hmm. And the only second person books I've ever read are like make your own horror stories or whatever, or like sure. goosebumps. Um, and this is not that. So I, I really, they're very fast reads. If you listen to the audiobook on regular speed so far, all three books have been around 18 hours. Okay. So very readable. And it's it's very easy to read. So if you're if you just sit down and read it, you could probably finish it in like a day. I think uh, Maddie was the one who was reading them, and she she like she read the first one, looked at how long it was going to take to get the second one from the library, and let me know that she was just going to buy the whole series. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just I'm just going to get all these now. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, why? I don't know why. Thank you for telling me, but um, you don't you you no one. God willing, no one in my house will ever have to let someone else know they're buying a book because otherwise I'm in trouble. It should be implied all yeah. the fucking time. So, uh, yeah, the Lock Tomb series by Tasman Weir. Yep. M U I R. Good books. Um, have you read them? I read Getting the Knife. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I, I bet that's it. Yeah, I recommend Harrow. Um, when you get to Harrow, one of the things that you might like to know as a reader is that most of the fandom pictures, the emperor, um, like if they ever made a movie, he's played by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Okay. And um, the more I read of the books, the more I'm like, yes, it is. It's, it's, it can't possibly be anyone else. Um, also Tasman is, I don't know how to say her last name. So I'm just going to call her Tasman. Tasman is from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So picturing the emperor with a New Zealand accent. Yeah. Not out of the realm. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. So. Excellent. So I've enjoyed it. I've had a good time. So uh, Rob, bring us home. Uh, so I have recently been delving back into some cards with some friends and it has been a fair bit of magic in my life. Uh, it's been a little while since I've played, so I'm a little rusty. But uh, it's been nice to break that out and um, try and cipher through some of the new cards and sets. Uh, They have recently uh, introduced a bunch of like Lord of the Rings cards and um, cards referencing other like media franchises and stuff. Uh, So that has been interesting to try and get used to. And uh, in Standard, they recently returned back to um, a plane and a set that I truly hate and have a horrid experience with. So I'm really excited to just suffer through an entire Standard rotation block and another nightmare plane where Red Deck wins. Um, So magic. It brings us together. Sure does. Frustrates the hell out of you. It does. But for whatever reason, I keep coming back and it's a good time. Well, good so, for you, man. Yeah. If you liked what you heard, if you want to hear more of it, best thing you could do is give us five stars on your podcast listening apparatus. Tell us what kind of animal milk you'd like to try. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. Any animal. The mm-hmm. floor is yours. Uh, and if you want to tell us why it's definitely the oyster, you can do so <laughs> on any of the social medias. All you have to do is search GeekCast Live. And you can also check out the website that I made at violentpress.com. 
It's a good website. If you want to support us in other ways, you could do so over at patreon.com slash geekcastlive or buy our merch over at gcl.threadless.com. That's gcl.threadless.com. And uh, and it. call your grandparents. Bye-bye. You and hell. Love you. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds. I don't know if that's their official website. That might be porn. Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower. <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there. That's from, what is that, Charleston? Uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from their ways. Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always.